0: Welcome to our once a week podcast entitled, What's in a hymn? It reflects on some of the hymns that God's people have sung for generations. Today, we reflect on a hymn that is probably not that well-known and is in very few of our English hymn books, although in many American ones. The hymn is, Sweet Hour of Prayer. The hymn is thought to have been written by William Walford in 1842 a lay preacher who owned a small gift shop in the village of Coleshill, Warwickshire. The account associated with the writing of this hymn is that a local minister, Thomas Salmon, stopped at the shop of his friend, William Woolford and was introduced to Wolford's new poem on prayer. Three years later, Salmon visited the United States and showed the poem to the editor of the New York Observer, who published it and the rest, as they say, is history. The hymn begins with the declaration that time in God's presence in prayer is precious. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer. I would stress that the emphasis of the hymn is on private prayer and may be more appropriate for private devotion than public worship. Nevertheless, it still has important truths to teach. The hymn acknowledges that we need to be in God's presence and focus on Him, especially as the world is a hard place in which to live. It discourages us, it wearies us in our soul, it throws difficulties at us. So, sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne, make all my wants and wishes known. And when we do in the words of 1 Peter, chapter five, verse seven, cast all our cares upon God. And when we do in the words of Philippians chapter four, verse six, let our requests be made known to God. We do find relief and our needs met. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief and oft escaped the tempter's snare by thy return sweet hour of prayer notice the last two lines and oft escaped the tempter's snare by thy return sweet hour of prayer temptation is always with us we can't escape it but we must make our stand against it and so we are driven to the throne of grace for all of the grace that is needed to stand In verse two, there is a heartfelt desire for coming into God's presence to pray. The writer recognizes not only he, but many others have that desire. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, the joys I feel, the bliss I share of those whose anxious spirits burn with strong desires for thy return. And the heartfelt desire is not just for prayer, but for the very presence of God. With such I hasten to the place where God my Saviour shows his face. And such times are special, and so the writer is eager to pray, and gladly take my station there, and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. In verse three, we are reminded that our God into whose presence we come, in prayer, is a God we can trust, a God we can depend on. He is full of truth and faithfulness. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, thy wings shall my petition bear to him whose truth and faithfulness engage the waiting soul to bless. And our God wants us to come to him and seek him and cast our cares upon him. And since he bids me seek his face, believe his word and trust his grace. And the hymn finishes as a response to God's call. I'll cast on him my every care and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. It has been said that the mountains of problems in our lives could only be climbed with knees bent. Whatever the problems we face in this life, The hymn reminds us to go to God in trusting prayer for his grace. As we do, we will not only know his sufficient grace, but be drawn closer to him. Amen.